Friends and family of Verta Brayman, welcome to the live Verta Brayman post game show. Uh, it is chaos. Now I'd like <laughs> I'd like to start by saying I'm not entirely sure how anyone recovers uh, from having their spouse walk into the room to see two things of such perverse quality. They simply leave her standing speechless. Uh, on one screen is Verta leading a game. And, and on the second, here's a picture of Waluigi in a frog position wearing fishnet stockings. <laughs> and for those of you wondering, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, you should join the, the Discord. <laughs> uh, Christian, there are, there are two things that are bothering me. Uh, I'm not sure which one bothers me more or which one uh -huh. I should be bothered by more. Uh, <laughs> but there is there is someone out there actively and with purpose uh, trying to sex up Waluigi or <laughs> <laughs> or uh, is it that I'm willing to bet the money in my pocket against the money in yours? Someone has beat off to that shit. <laughs> Oh, dude, 100%. I've already thought about this shit a thousand times. Not necessarily specific to this, but I'm like, what's the most perverse thing you can think of? Or even, like, the most inane thing? And somebody has fucking jerked off to it. Like, I would put fucking dollars to donuts. That is a goddamn case. <laughs> so gross. Oh, my word. Anyway, uh, this is, of course, the show. You know what? Actually, before <laughs> I was thinking... Um, we should probably put like ratings on this stuff now. Like after that, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if you want, just like I G thought it was pretty tame. I didn't even think it was that bad. It's just like you know, oh, Waluigi there. and some like scantily clad Waluigi. You know, it wasn't inserting anything into any sort of orifice. There wasn't there was any no sort nipples, of liquid no, being was... spilled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like looking through a Sears catalog or maybe like, you know, uh, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> it just happens to be your uh, childhood video yeah, game right? characters. Oh, my God. With crotchless panties. You know, it's, it's the only thing. Totally normal, folks. It's totally normal. All right. Well, this is the show by the fans for the fans. If you're new to the show, uh, we host a live show every Sunday after the league matches are done on the Podbean app. If you get the app, you can call in and text in the show. We've got a bunch of people already joining us today as we are live. Salty is back. Mabel's here. Le Chef is with us. 
Uh, Arna is in the group as well. Uh, Dustin Muller is here. Paul Cacophony, PJ, or Tight Bod Bowser, I believe was his. Yeah. his... <laughs> I was trying to figure out who that was. Fucking amazing name, by the way. <laughs> Spivey and King Ian has got off his kingly throne uh, to join us, grace us with his presence today. Uh, yeah, so you can you can join everybody else kind of when we go live. Uh, you can text in and 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 uh, and or call, and if we ever get around to having time for that. Or if anybody even bothers to do that again, uh, this if it's not if it's not your style, if you don't have time on Sundays, you do more important things. Can't imagine what. Uh, you can always reach out to us, uh, Christian. Are you even on Twitter anymore? Are you even? Y- yeah, yeah, I am. I check in and I, I get gossip and shit, but it's a fucking wasteland. Yeah. So if you want to join us in the wasteland, we may and or may not be there. Uh, Christian is at SVWOMYTFC. Myself at Not Easy Green. Uh, and you're welcome to follow the North America Verter fan group. Again, probably a little bit of a ghost town there at NA Verter. But if you want to go where the English speaking Verter fans are, I, whether it's going to be PG rated or not, I don't know, but it's on the Discord. You can find a link to the Discord either by uh, looking at the, I think the, the website for the show has got the Discord link there. Uh, but all links, including like Sooner's blog, um the the shop where you can buy merch so that we can keep this thing going you know like because we're it's shoestring budgets here folks <laughs> yeah and really like people we have... need more awareness around waluigi uh fucking porn. <laughs> so if you could just send us more money so we can continue to do the good work that we do there, here you know what there, there you go christian it's it's like uh you know the ads right where everybody's like subscribe to us so that you can get ad free experience subscribe to us and we will not put waluigi <laughs> softcore <laughs> pornography on the discord <laughs> would you oh, like no, it's to... gonna be there no matter what you might as well just send us fucking money (laughs) anyway you could get uh all those other links and stuff like that join us wherever you can however you want to uh link tree backslash verter na l-a-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash verter na christian what it do what it do my sweet Uh, i think that's what i was supposed to say i can't even remember and i was like fuck i need to remember what i'm supposed to say i think juan uh juan put me onto that anyways what's what's good how you keeping oh man not not too bad uh well we are in the halloween season have you did you do a halloween party this last weekend uh yeah so i mean i kind of fucked up like this whole month has been kind of fucked up uh as far as work is concerned and everything surrounding it so i had an outfit actually picked out and then did nothing to actually purchase the pieces for it um Uh, so i wore no outfit last night but still went out we went out to uh so i kind of mentioned this in the in the chat there we went out to uh, for dinner and drinks beforehand at a Mexican spot around the corner from my house because, uh, you know, they were having some sort of Halloween thing. Um, and those pictures came up and I was talking to like a, some, it's like an acquaintance's boyfriend who I've never met before. <laughs> And I was showing him and he's like, what in the flying fuck is this? Um, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm part of, I'm part of. Uh, <laughs> now you got to explain it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he could still couldn't put the two together, which is well within fucking reason. Right. Um, 
And actually, I don't know how many of our listeners actually right now are even know what the hell we're talking about. I'm just sort of thinking about this. So I uh, let me give just kind of a quick little uh, brief rundown. So during the game yesterday, uh, as we we do discuss on Discord, uh, for some reason we got fucking sidetracked. Um, well, I think it's because we 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 say that uh, sometimes Duke's ghosts, uh, like Luigi's mansion, I think is something that Juan puts go. up. Uh, and that's what go. got us started on the whole, and it it went sideways hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really hard. No pun intended. <laughs> but that's um, uh, it's, it's actually a really good plug, though, Christian. For those that uh, are listening to the pod, if you want to join the Discord uh, during the game, we have a live game chat. And for those that find it hard to find a stream of the uh, of the game, every once in a while. Um, I should probably say this in code so that the, uh, Juan J, um, puts up a Eam stray <laughs> every once Very in a while. Subtle. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> certain, so, uh, certain media can be made available to those that may not be able to find it otherwise. Yes. Hint, hint, wink, wink, wink. wink nudge, nudge. There you go. Yeah. And then so, coupled with that too, you'll be, you know, you have some enlightening conversation about uh, communities and hobbies that you otherwise would know nothing about, <laughs> such as, uh, I guess, Mario themed uh, animated pornography would be the best way to go about describing it as such. And speaking uh, as a nice segue, there's, there's also channels like Yank Talk. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's actually about american sports like ncaa horse shit that i don't fucking care about and never will care about but for some reason the fucking americans live for it so whatever well let's uh <laughs> let's get rocking and rolling here uh enough uh funny funny and uh, on to the very serious business of being a verter bremen fan uh, so Verter came into this game with the least amount of pregame hype and online frenzy since God knows when. Uh, for Verter fans around the globe, this last week was spent in silence as both sides of the Werner argument laid down their various green, red, and spiked turtle shells and went off to do something more constructive like play video games. This game was destined to move the needle one way or the other, and there really wasn't a whole lot of need to fight about it at the moment. With no princess to rescue, Verter went about their business keeping things relatively risk-free until a glitch in the game, set-piece spe specialist Dukes landed a perfectly placed lob on the head of Knaka for a 1-0 opening goal. It would be shortly after halftime that Verter would then be the benefactor of Kadira losing all sense and picking up a red card to leave Bremen up a man for the remainder of the game. It would be the same ghost of Luigi's mansion, Dukes, who would cradle a long ball from the back and put the perfect touch on a shot to lob the keeper and bring three points to Verder. Christian, you watched the game. Just immediate thoughts sure did. on it. Um, I think, I mean, we were kind of discussing this throughout the game. You know, are we really that good or are they really that bad? It I comes think up occasionally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fairly consistently, if we see any sort of positive, uh, <laughs> positive stuff from our end. Um, and I think it's, I would say it's probably like 70-30. Union's just in a fucking nosedive right now. Um, and we, we, you know, we did what was necessary to pull out a win. Well, was it bad? Uh, was I like, do I now think that we're, uh, you know, free and clear and going to have an amazing season? 
absolutely not not even hell to the remotely. no uh-uh if anything i think it, it's just sort of prolonged um uh, ole Werner's, uh i guess tenure as coach but uh yeah yeah i, I think i think things will go back to normal who are we playing next week oh Wolfsburg i had them. or something <laughs> we're yeah, real fans here folks yeah yeah wolfsburg, yeah, wolfsburg. so we're playing wolfsburg yeah. away <laughs> <laughs> and then we're playing Eintracht. So yeah, you can guarantee that we are probably going to lose next week, the week after. Um, the the Verder the Verder we might w have a is a proper logo. The Wolfsburg logo is the Verder W on acid, is what that is. That's, yeah, they're trying a, too hard. That not, Wolfsburg not really W looks it. looks like like let's try and modernize something and just yeah. absolutely destroy it. That's a horrible yeah. looking. Just as an aside, drawn by a looks child. Like, you're right, Paul. Looks like a grocery store logo. <laughs> <laughs> See that on the side of a bag, you know? Um, filled with, like, coffee grinds and fucking garbage because you don't have proper garbage bags. On the feet of uh, some yeah. old lady who's trying to preserve her her shoes in the wintertime. Have you ever seen that in Toronto? Right. That happens around yeah, here. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, occasionally. Okay. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Waterproof look your shoes with your Wolfsburg grocery bag. Yeah. Or just buy some fucking proper boots. Like, you know, you live out in the middle of nowhere and you're going to have like 40 feet of fucking snow nine months of the year. Um, anyways. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. We are that's fucking why, great at derailing ourselves, aren't we? That's, that's um, why people tune into this show. It's, uh, it's Where could they get this kind of conversation anywhere? Where would they want to get this conversation anywhere? Let's, uh, let's do some stats here. If you got anything that tickled your fancy yeah for sure let me pull that up it's probably something i should have been uh doing before wow. but you know that would mean preparing anybody right. that would take their job seriously would do it which is why we don't expect you to do it <laughs> that's right you're lucky i'm here today motherfuckers. that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right Possession in our favor, not terribly surprising if you consider A, Union's uh, style of play, and then B, just kind of how, how our game went yesterday. Um, so it was 57 to 43. Uh, we outshot them 10 to 7. Uh, our shots on target were 4 to 2. Our shots off target were 4 to 3. Um, about equal for block shots. Uh, we were equal on corners. They have five offsides as well as 14 fouls and one red card, which we know obviously changed sort of the pace of the game sure. um, and would also yep. explain why we uh, had possession, you know? Yep. Um, let's see here. Uh, we basically, I wouldn't say dominated, but we uh, were in the better as far as big chances, counterattacks, all that sort of shit. Oddly enough, uh, shots inside the box were still five, five. Uh, I didn't actually check to see whether that was um, earlier on before the red card or still afterwards. Um, let's see here. Our passing accuracy was better. Once again, I mean, you might get excited about that, but don't because there was a red card. Um, and eh, their dribbling was better. Ah, oh, tackles. They out-tackled us. We yep. out-intercepted them. And you know what? Last but not least, the most important goddamn stat of them all. 23 to 22. We were Whoa. the better team for clearances. Oh, yeah. Nice try, motherfuckers. By the hairs. 
Come on. Everybody get up and cheer. It's that that matters. <laughs> well, when we talk uh, when we talk tactics a little bit, there, there's actually something to talk about this go around because there's been some there's something new, believe it or not. Um, there is a new way of doing offense and defense inverter. And uh, I think we've gotten a chance to get a peek at it over the last couple of games. And the reason I'm saying this is probably a new way to do things is one of two reasons. Uh, one is Ole Werner loves his systems. And when he finds something that he's going to try, he sticks with it, uh, as we've noticed over the last two and a half years um, or two years, I should say. Uh, and uh, the, the second one is that this is the same uh, setup he's played against two very different types of teams against Dortmund. It could have been expected uh, against Union a uh, little surprising. Maybe if, if he wasn't uh, kind of committed to trying something new. So this will be the first major change in tactic by Ole Werner since coming to Werder. Yes. Uh, there have been a few small changes like during last season, kind of going from a high press to a midfield press, but the general faucets of, of the tactic rarely changed if ever, but now two games in a row, uh, we now see that Burner is making a change, and it could be uh, from fear of his job. It could be from pressure from management, internal frustration, last-ditch effort. It, honestly, it doesn't matter. Uh, the change is happening, and it is going to be interesting to see what that means for Werder going forward uh, or, or not. Um, now, what I mean by that is that the primary directive of the new tactic is to play defensively solid. Uh, gone is the high back line. Gone are the forward marauding wingbacks. Gone is the low-sitting six closing down the opposition goalkeeper, uh, or that might just be Christian Gross. Uh, and in its place is a low-blocking, ultra-conservative defensive structure aimed at frustrating an opponent, uh, but more importantly, reducing the openings between players and more specifically, the back two corners where Werner has been vulnerable for the last year and a half. Now, on offense, it could probably be best described as a wing buildup play that is that is being used on the Visa right now. Um, imagine, if you will, if you think about the 5-3-2, uh, imagine a string that's attached between Duksch and Schmied, as well as a string that's attached to Bore and Bittencourt. And when the ball is moved to either the left or the right-hand side of the back three, uh, Bittencourt or Schmied will now drop level with Stey, the six. Okay. Now, when that string is attached, so then either Bore or Dukes will also drop. So you think about those; those four are kind of moving vertically as a box, if you will. So then this releases the wingbacks to move forward. So what they've done again, it, it'd be best to make a picture of this somehow. I don't really care to, to be honest with you. I don't have time for it. But if <laughs> what they've done is they've created a series of triangles along the wing with that move. If the ball moves to the wing back, let's say on the right-hand side, to Visor, uh, both Schmid and Dukes can now move uh, move forward. One moves into the central lane, the other moves out to the right wing, creating another triangle. Stea then slots into the spot that's vacated by Schmid, who had dropped back, uh, to again now create another triangle in the event the ball needs to be cycled back to the defense. So from here, it really matter. It's a matter of creativity on the team and their ability to seize an open space and find the right pass. The beauty of having Demont on the team is the same formation and movement can now be played on the left hand side as what has been played on the right. The added benefit here is that the wing back is now no longer responsible to make long runs down to the flank, as someone from the midfield is moving off to the wing in front of them. It allows our back three to not have to cover nearly as much space in the event of a turnover. 
and uh, and and so we again we're 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 creating an some we're creating some form of a stable offensive move forward while retaining some defensive stability. So the trouble for us remains the final ball. And 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 those of you that watched the game obviously saw this uh, a few times. Verter were able to kind of build up the play nicely, only to find themselves unable to do anything with it. Uh, we don't have a great heading talent in the box. Uh, so this is going to be Werner's big challenge going forward. Uh, and it, it's going to be something he is going to have to, to solve. It, it seems as though he's kind of got a bit of a methodology, uh, which uses the strength of the wings. He, we can move the ball up to the final third, but we lack that incisive final pass slash methodology of getting, you know, a clear look at the net from inside the box. Uh, and, and that is something that he's going to have to sort out. Uh, this is of course, this is a totally separate argument or, or conversation from the quote unquote fast counterattack that we're looking to play. And maybe I'll dig into that next week. But for now, uh, this is what we're looking at when we're looking to build play up from the back. So defensive stability, closing down spaces between players, resolving the uh, gaps that we have on the right and the left-hand corners, playing to the wings, but not asking Visor and Dema to make long, long runs, uh, which again also helps solidify the defense. This is what we're looking at now going forward at Verter. Uh, to what matter degree of success, I do not know. Uh, Christian, I don't know if you have any thoughts on on that or what we kind of watched on the weekend there. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see because I think it's the first time in a long time we've seen something different. Question is, I mean, there's kind of two parts to it. Um, are we going to see more? Uh, not necessarily more of that specifically ideally sure a little bit but are we going to see more innovation or changes going forward I, historically we haven't really so i'm not expecting to but if that's the case if we do see even if they're non-successful but we're seeing changes um does that mean that Werner has maybe turned a page and is now considering new options uh, regarding strategies and formations. And do we want to keep him? Is it too late um, to now keep him now that he's decided to start making these changes? <laughs> well, and that's, that is going to be the big question going forward. Number one is, is, well, I guess the statement is that he is, he can change. He's proving that two games in a row for a guy that doesn't make changes to make these two changes against two very different opponents. Uh, to play the same sort of system. I think this is something he is actively experimenting with. Uh, so I think we're going to see this going forward. Um, the real question is going to be, can he, can he get offensive, uh, um, an offense out of what he's built here? Uh, I think we went 0 for 13 on crosses against uh, Union. So that tells you, again, everything we already know. This team can't cross and we don't have somebody that can head the ball. So there, he is going to, so if he's already got, he's got this built, he still has to figure out how he's going to unlock defenses in the final third. And I think that is going to be whether or not we see more or less of Ole Werner in the future. Yes, he's solidified, uh, solidified our defense, but if he can't create a way to get that ball in the back of the net with some consistency, then we're playing for zero, zero draws. And that doesn't get you uh, in the Bundesliga next year. I'd say that's fair. Let's, you don't uh, make friends with salad, and that's exactly what that is, salad. I don't understand. 
<laughs> salad is draws. You don't, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you need to win. You make friends with winning. You make success no. <laughs> with winning. <laughs> Sorry, drugs have addled my brain a little bit. I figured it might have been. An, well, plumbing the depths of your adequate. mind is not a hobby that I have, but I was I was kind of curious on that one anyway. Um, <laughs> Money's too tight for steaky and says. Yeah, yeah. And the sizzle but, that comes with it. Let's uh, let's run a little three up, three down real quick, and then we're gonna get Arna on here to talk about a new uh, information board they're trying to set up in Bremen. So Christian, give me your ups real quick here. Sure. All right. Let me pull them up. And uh, thank you, Paul. I know you get my reference. One of the few intelligent people out there. You don't make uh, friends with salad. That's right. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll start with good. Um, a nice bit of wing play, as just mentioned. And Schmid had just some sublime passing at certain points of the game, which we know he's capable of, but he needs to be give or take used or put in a formation where that's capable. And there was one in the fifth minute where I was just like, God damn, that's absolutely incredible and gorgeous to watch. Um, the defense looked composed at points, uh, you know, yep. and, and that's not to say that we're, you know, now the problem solved, things are going to be great going forward, but there was a composure that I don't think we've seen for a long time. Once again, it helps that we are playing a team that's absolutely fucking terrible um, but you know what? We've played other teams that were terrible and still didn't have that composure as well. Um, and then my, <laughs> my third and final one, a win things <laughs> turning question mark or just a worse team, which we both know the answer to that one, but I, I put it down anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, things that were pretty good for me or in my mind. Uh, so two of them involved the left side of the field. So first of all, the activation of the left side of the field. So for probably the first game that I can remember, Werder initiated more attacks on the left side of the field than on the right-hand side. Um, so outside of the generally uh, pleasant tactic to begin using the wings, uh, we now see Werder balancing both of those wings. So we are becoming more threatening on both sides of the pitch. Uh, for far too long, Visor really has kind of been the sole proprietor of creativity on the team. Uh, and teams could easily enough kind of adjust their tactic for this. Uh, we, we will now, and hopefully in the future, uh, be giving teams a little bit more to think about when they do their preparation, that we do have the capacity to attack from both sides of the field. Uh, the second thing that I thought was awesome was that Verter didn't simply just ride their luck, right? So after the own goal, Verter continued to outperform their opponents. Again, Christian alluding to the fact that Union may not just have been that good. Um, but this was a key factor in picking up three points. The team stayed turned on, uh, continued to focus yeah. on the game plan, and close it out. Um, so especially near the end, uh, where Union were committed, uh, they were committing a pile of fouls. Um, Verter kind of continued on their course and didn't get pulled into that physical game uh, where I don't think they can really compete. So I thought that was a, a good thing. And uh, the last the last up that I have is Dimon is uh, the third and probably the best up on the day. 90% uh, pass rate, four tackles. He, after the kind of a, a shaky start, he kind of locked up our left-hand side. It was great. And he's an outlet now to begin building attacks. And this is the first game yeah. where I haven't bothered to miss Lee Buchanan. Um, I, I'd still like to know a little bit more about his mom, but, but I'm not missing <laughs> Lee anymore. You know what? <laughs> After Waluigi, I don't even think I'm missing his mom anymore. You know? <laughs> Waluigi is the new Miss Miss Buchanan. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, 
You know, All right, I, let's... I, to your second point, I think that's a, yeah. that's a really, really good point. And that's another sort of change from what we usually see with Ole. Now, I'm not back on the Ole train in any capacity. You're a flip uh, I don't want yeah. that. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that that is a particularly important change because we do have a tendency, and we, we were joking about it while the game was going on. You know, we'll take our foot off the gas, uh, let in a soft goal, and walk away either with a draw or a loss to a team that you were just absolutely dominating. And in this case, we kept our foot uh, on the pedal and yeah. gunned it the whole time. You know, we had him, <clears throat> had him in a chokehold, and there was no intention on letting up. And I like that. And that, that to me, I want to fucking see that every goddamn week. I want to see that every week, you know? Uh, yeah. and, I, and, and that better not change. Well, it certainly helped being up a man for 30 minutes at the end of the game too. But yeah, still, right? We were, I think we were both expecting Gross to get subbed in at some point in time or, yep. or lean in to get subbed in and to go all defensive. Yeah. And, and it didn't happen, so that was nice. Uh, let's do some things that sucked. Sure. All right. Hold on a second here. So, uh, Becker eating our lunch. Um, so, yeah, their striker was just tearing it up. On the yeah. wing, we got kind of lucky at the start of the game that he didn't First do more damage First 15 minutes, we were us. very lucky. Yeah. yeah, he was just fucking eating our lunch. Um, great player, fast, uh, pretty pretty technical, but yeah, we were very fortunate in that sense. <laughs> Apparently, um, he gets mad and shoves ball boys too. So, hey, fair play. I don't know if you, saw that. Know if you no, saw that. No, I didn't. Article. I like that though. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> fuck that stupid kid. Get the fuck off the field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i hope you spit on him too <laughs> stay in school yeah, yeah that's right so you're never gonna make it as a pro kid um <laughs> it's called the taste of reality um uh own goal so yeah we scored two you know we won two nothing but let's not take away from the fact that one of them was an own goal we get super celebratory and patting ourselves on the back for some shit that was a mistake, not because we earned it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, we can give it to that free kick, but at the end of the day, it's still an own goal. Don't forget that. Dr. Buzz killing the bad vibes. Um, <laughs> and then my final one is a win means more of the same in coaching. So this just buys Ole Verner more time, unfortunately. Um, but if we can start to see the changes that need to be made, who knows? I don't yeah. want to get my hopes up, but, you know, I mean, two games on the trot. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so for things that, you know, and, and you bring up a great point there, but we got to, I'd love to, to gild that Lily, but we'll have to come back to it maybe here. Uh, first thing I thought it kind of sucked again, and I alluded to this still, still no creativity in the system. Um, found a way to move the ball from the back to the front, but we're not able to actually capitalize on that final ball. So that, uh, again, came, came through, uh, clearly again, uh, yesterday. Second thing, uh, I said Schmidt or Schmid, sorry. And Bittencourt. Please choose only one. Um, I'd like I like to see Werner playing stay back up in the eight where I think he belongs. Bring Lennon back into that sixth position, and this would leave Werner to choose be between Bittencourt or Schmid. 
against an opponent like uh, Union, I, I suppose it's more reasonable. You can get away with playing both those guys. Um, but both of them kind of fancy uh, offense, a little more creativity. Um, to have Bittencourt or Schmid to play heavy, either one of them playing heavy defensive minutes, I think it means that our offense is going to suffer even more. A player like Stea is uh, diverse enough to play both sides of the ball well. Uh, so Schmid or Bittencourt should be looking uh, to spend more time on the offense. It you know it just needs to just pick one already. Uh, and last was the late subs. So again, I would have liked to see Werner activate that bench a little earlier. We had a one goal lead and playing against 10 men. Uh, Schmid was getting mauled out there. Bittencourt was struggling for fitness again. Both players could have gone uh, shortly after the red card and we would have could have put some youth on the field for some valuable minutes. Uh, I did like that 75% of the subs were young players, uh, but they really didn't see enough time on the field given you know the advantage that our team had yesterday to get some good minutes in. Uh, any, any thoughts on that, Christian? I'm going to send Arna a, an invite here just to get him on the line. And if you got any cleanup thoughts on the ups and downs. No, no, I think that's about right. I think um, I'm with you. Subs would have been nice, like some subs that made sense. But uh, you know what? It could very well be, god damn it, that Ole is a really fucking slow learner. <laughs> really slow, you know? Methodical so, is the politically correct way to... to... Yeah, no, nah, I'm going with slow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so because of that, you know, hopefully he's starting to take away some stuff from these games. Um, you know, stuff that we seem to already, this is the part I never understood. Like, I get that we're armchair coaches, armchair quarterbacks, as the Yanks say. Um, but, like, what is it? what is it that we're missing? Outside of the locker room, probably all the details and everything. But why do we often see things that seem so obvious while the coach misses them? Like, you know, what, what, I don't know. Anyways, I digress. It's yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, we got, uh, we've got Anna on the phone here. Let's uh, give it a test here. Anna, give us a big hello and see if we hear you this time around. Uh, yeah. Hi guys. Good evening. Hey, from hey what's going it on? It works. <laughs> yeah, mir miracle. Uh, Halloween miracle. <laughs> miracle. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Thank you. For, thank you for inviting me again. Thanks for coming, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Anna, he joined us last season to discuss uh, vintage Werder Bremen jerseys, and uh, we got a real feel for the, the jerseys he likes. Um, anything that's fairly, uh, I don't know, plain, I think it is. <laughs> but, Minimal. uh yeah, min minimalist. There you go. He's a purist. I think that there's those are the words we're looking for. Um, but uh, Anna has been working uh, as a fan in Bremen uh, to get an information board put up. Last year, they built one uh, where the team originated. I believe, if I'm correct, Anna, it's called the Cow Pasture. I'm not sure. Uh, but he is uh, working with a group again uh, to do a second one. And uh, we wanted to get him on the show to kind of um, let our listeners know about it so that you guys could uh, support the work that he's doing. So, uh, Anna, if you want to take it away and let us know what you guys are, are working on. Yes, um, I'm happy to share a bit about our new project. Uh, I saw that um, somebody wrote, you cannot click the link. Maybe, yeah, um, I'm happy if you put it to the Discord. Um, I have some more links I will put here to the, to the chat and you can add it to the discord okay 
Perfect. Absolutely. So, okay. Uh, yeah, first of all, let me give you some information about the project, about our initiative. Um, yeah, we are a group of good friends who go to the games together since many years. And all of us are very interested in club's history. And already years ago, the first time the idea came up to mark places in Bremen with info boards, places that are connected to the club. And our new project, this new info board, is already the second info board. Um, you already said it that we 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 put the first one at the uh, Kuhhirten. The Kuhhirten is um, in English it's Cowherd. The Cowherd. It's the restaurant where the club was founded. And yeah, there are many more places in the city that are connected with Werder, but most of them are rather unknown. And the idea is to change that. And last February on the club's 124th birthday. Uh, we put this one, the first one, at the Kuhhirten, and together with people from the club, with the club's president and and fans, fan clubs, fan groups, this first info board was opened to the public, and yeah, it was a complete success. And now we want to continue with the next one, and we haven't officially announced the new location yet, but maybe I can tell you a bit more about it later and give you some uh, yeah exclusive information. Right. <laughs> That we would we would have we love the goss around here all the gossip <laughs> the tea have, we'll, we'll hot take. tea please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will send I will send a, a link from the Deichstube um, mm-hmm. to the chat. It's about the first the first info board. Um, yeah, it's an interesting uh, article. Maybe uh, it's possible to to click it and to translate it uh, to English. But yeah. Um, let me tell you a bit about our main goals from our initiative. So, if uh, and if you got questions, uh, just yeah, let me know. Um, so, with these info boards, um, we want to make the history of the club more visible, of course, and want to mark places, like I said, in the cities that are connected with the club. And usually, only the Visa Stadium um, is associated with Werder, but there are so many more places in the city. Um, and we already got the idea to put some more info boards, maybe uh, next year, the year after, and so on. So we, we have ideas for 10 or more places. And yeah, we want to create an, a strong connection between the club, its history, um, and the fans. And that's why it's important for us to see this whole thing um, as a kind of yeah community, fan community action. And everyone who wants can make a small uh, can make a small contribution, can donate for this info board. Um, by the way, and that's maybe interesting for you, the club offered us to um, to pay for everything, but it was important to us oh, to wow. remain completely independent. And yeah, it's especially the the community idea I, I, I told about that counts for us. And um, yeah, uh, like I said, we haven't uh, officially announced the new location yet. But uh, I can tell you a little more about it if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's it's kind of rare we have a, a, a man of principle on the podcast, so that's just a little <laughs> shocking for me. <laughs> Well-spoken, educated. Yeah, I'll go ahead and it assume dr- probably better hygiene than the two of us put together. Drops, drops links like as he's saying it. I'm going to put a, a link, boom, and it's there. Yeah, has morals, has <laughs> ethics, right, King Ian? This, uh, this guy's the real deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we, we, we put a text uh, on the fundraising page, and um, I would like to quote the, the, the fundraising the website. And I want to ask you guys if you got any idea about the location. Yeah. So I will quote the website and ask you if you got any idea. 
Um, so the quote is, um, we don't want to reveal too much about the exact location yet, but we would like to give you a small hint. The second information board should stand at the place where the club has been active for a quarter of a century. A long time ago, supporters of the club came here to support their team. It's like the founding site, a special place that has many stories to tell about the club. So this is the quote from the from the fundraising. And guys, do you have any idea what oh. kind of location this is? I'm I'm personally not familiar enough with the city to even harbor a guess. Is there anybody in the chat that wants to give that a uh, King Ian says around Platz eleven? Uh no, no, not really, no. I don't know if anybody That's else in the chat question. wants to give that a guess. By the, I don't know. Like I, I feel like if I answer this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like a, a halfwit. Um, I obviously by the, by the Vaser, but there's like a, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, man, whatever. I'll just Gepi uh, asks, uh, Ost, uh, I'm gonna say Oskovensal, Oskovensal. The Oskovensal, no, it's not the Oskovensal. Uh, the Oskovensal is a place inside the stand, um, okay. like a, like a, like a fan center, fan, fan rooms, but it's not, it's not the Oskovensal, no. Uh, salty so was salty guessing said, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, other so, side, yes. the other side of the river? Yeah, it's on the other side of the river, right? Um, I, I will tell you. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a place where Werder's first stadium was located. So we want okay. to put the info board at the place where the first stadium was. It's a neighborhood in Bremen called Huckelriede, and it's uh, located in the south of the, of the city. Uh, but not so far away from the place where the club was founded and actually not far away from today's stadium, like a 15 minutes drive by car, um, passing the river and then, uh, yeah, not, not far, like I said. And the club was active in Huckelriede from the year 19, uh, 1906 until the early 1930s. Um, and, and in 1930, they moved to the uh, Visa Stadium. So Berda was based there for a very long time. Um, like I said, quarter of a century. And what is very interesting about this place, uh, as I said, it's uh, the first stadium was there um, from 1913 to 1916. There was a large stand there for almost 1,000 people. So really big stand at, at, at this time in Germany. No um, and football became more and more popular in Germany in those years. Um, but like I said, it's, it was the, the stand was only there from uh, 1913 till 1916 for three years. And uh, another question for you guys. You have any idea why just for three years? It burned to the ground. Oh, okay. No. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going for something dramatic, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, some, it's something dramatic, yeah. Unfortunately, um, the stand is what was built by wood. It collapsed during a storm in the fall of the year 1916. And in the next morning... Uh, the club members came to the place and uh, the, the stand disappeared completely because all the wood had been stolen by the residents oh from my. the neighborhoods uh, around. <laughs> Seriously? And yeah, they used, they used the wood uh, as firewood. So, um, oh, amazing. And, uh, so just three years and the stand was not rebuilt <laughs> after that. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, you see there's a lot to tell about this place. Uh, many interesting yeah, stories about Werder's first stadium, Huckerriede, and this is what, what we try to do with these uh, info boards. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the wonderful. idea behind so, so yeah, thank you so a... much. This is brilliant. I really like this is wonderful. First of all, that you guys are doing this in Bremen for the club. It's a fan initiative, which means so much more because uh, then that way you don't have like a, a uh, sort of controlled narrative by 
whomever. You know, it's true history. Um, yeah. It adds to the depth of the club. It adds to the depth of the city. It shows how much this club means to the community itself, you know? Yeah. And thank you for coming on our show to tell our supporters, because this is one of those things that, you know, you, we probably wouldn't know about unless we had the opportunity to 100%. go there and hear this. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, well, and as, as an you... English-speaking fan, yeah. right, there, there are very few opportunities where we can put our, our hands to something and contribute and be a yeah. part of it yeah. and get get involved, right? And and so when we get opportunities like this, I think a lot of our our, uh, our English speaking listeners or English speaking Werder fans, they, we want to be a part of stuff that's happening yeah. uh, in Bremen. And if we can, uh, you know, th this is just a really cool opportunity. And I'm sure that uh, that listeners uh, are probably going to get get on board and, and get involved and uh, just to kind of keep the conversation moving. Uh, Arna, where can they go to uh, to help help out? Um, I sent. I already sent the the fundraising link. It's GoFundMe. Um, somebody said uh, you can. We'll also put it to the Discord um, channel. Yeah. Um, this is the place where you can uh, sp spend some money for this project. <laughs> um, if if you if you want, if you're interested, I I can tell you a little bit more about uh, the the look, how it will look, um, the information board. And please, right now, uh, since a few days, we got some some little problems. Um, and if you're interested, I will I will tell you about this too. Um, so. The uh, the info board, um, the first one can be seen in the link I sent from the Deichstube. And the design from this new info board um, will be based on the already existing board at the founding site. And also this time, it's planned to provide a QR code that uh, leads to a website. There is an Q there On the first info board is a QR code, and this will be also on the second board. And when you go to this website, um, you will find an audio file that gives further information about Vera's history. And this new info board will have this uh, information about the stand which collapsed, for example, of course. And, um, and this time, in the, at the new uh, info board, uh, this time again, a Vera legend, uh, we hope, will read the text for the audio file. Last time, um, the first info board, uh, Dieter Eils, did it. Um, we were very happy that he supported us in our idea. No kidding. And yeah, let's see who will be the next Bear Legend uh, supporting this project. Oh. We already have ideas and we already have um, uh, made connections to the club. And um, yeah, we'll be, we'll, be a, we'll be a Bear Legend again, for sure. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Hey, so here's a question. Tell us, I, was gonna, be... I was just going to say, Go um, I, there's a couple of names that come to mind and tell us why <laughs> it will be Rudy Vala. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he, he left. He left. He left too early. He left too early. He's a he's a he's a Vera legend for sure. But um, he left too early. Uh, he never he never won a won a title with the club. No. Oh, that's the bar. Has to yeah. have won a title and okay. Yeah, that's so, fair. I, I like I said, we got some little problems um, right now, small problems because the exact location for the new info board was already fixed. And now we have received a few days ago a message from the responsible office uh, that there is a problem. Um, the info board was supposed to be placed directly where the entrance to the stadium in Hukurida used to be. Um, exactly there, however, there will be a pedestrian crossing uh, built shortly. And we were told that shortly means 
within the next few years. So a bit strange, <laughs> but they said, okay, it's not possible. So we are currently looking for another place that is as close as possible, but not so easy because there are a lot of trees and huge paving stones everywhere. And um, so the responsible authority might be a bit complicated, we heard. Um, yeah, and we didn't have to clarify such questions with the first info board because the first info board was at the Kuhörten. Uh, it was on private property. And now the uh, new one in Hukeride is on public property. That's uh, that's the sure. thing. And uh, the German bureaucracy uh, yeah, is a bit complicated. <laughs> but we are, well, we, we, are we are optimistic. We find a good solution and a, a good place. Uh, yeah. I think I speak it's... for all commuters when I say, screw pedestrians, put up your info board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if only they had that beautiful North American mentality where right? we to drive our monster trucks wherever we please. <laughs> I, uh, here's I sent... a question for you. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. go ahead. I I, I sent a, I sent another link to the chat. Um this link, I think the second or the third picture, you can see the entrance to the old stadium in the year 19 uh, 1913. And uh, you can see two towers in the in the, the entrance, marking the entrance. And in these small towers, uh, they sold the tickets. And you can see the stand uh, behind it. And it's a, it's a really nice picture. And this is exactly the the place. This is the place where we want to put this new info board next to this awesome. this place where the where the entrance of the stadium was. You can see it. That's you so can dope. see it. It's like like I said, one of the pictures in in the link. That's brilliant. Here's a question for you. Now, obviously, yeah. it's all going to be in German, but will there ever be um, any thought given to having other languages? Because I know uh, speaking as obviously, like, I mean, my German is now very shit, but I was at one point fluent. Um, but a majority, I would assume uh, a good majority of English supporters that support the club don't speak German. So while this would be an amazing attraction to go see, it would literally get lost <laughs> on them. Right. But, you know, and, and the other thing too, is like, I've noticed not necessarily specifically to Bremen, um, but uh, to the Bundesliga, often they don't really, unless it's one of the bigger clubs, they don't really try to get out of that German, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like language or even the country for that matter, you know, they don't really advertise or push. Now, is that something, is that too I don't know, risky, do you think? Like, would the fear be that, you know, we're selling out or becoming... Muddying the brand, by... yeah. 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 I, I, I'm not sure if I... I'm not sure if I understood, uh, if I understood everything correctly. Sure. Uh, th were two questions, or... Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, or, or, yeah. I, yeah. You know what? It was meant to be one, but turned into two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, so number, number one was, like, kind of... Will there be an English version in, in this in yes. this info board? Yeah, so it's <laughs> a it's a yeah okay it's a it's a very good a good idea to maybe put a, an English audio file. We can um, so we're we're doing the website by our own. Um, so on this website is right now there's only the the first audio file, but uh, it's yeah it's 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 a good idea to to ask the the Vera legends to read it maybe yes. in english because yeah. we have a, you, you have to know bremen yeah got got many many tourists uh, yeah. every year and um the um yeah many Vera fans english speaking Vera fans um so well, why not yeah uh, uh, anna yeah, if you're looking for if you're looking for a Werder legend that speaks english i'm sure christian would read that for you 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to have a signing fee, and you'll have to talk yeah. to my agent. There's a lot of paperwork involved, but and you can't swear. Well, that's gonna be problematic. <laughs> maybe Winton, maybe Winton Rufa can do it, dude. I was literally just about to fucking say that. Great minds think alike. I was like yeah. immediately, hundred ten percent. Okay, and can you can you uh, again? Uh, tell me the second the second question i'm not sure if i got it right <laughs> yeah for sure and i apologize it was more a stream of consciousness me talking okay. and then realizing yeah. there's more than one question so do you think that um because there is almost like a purist mentality when it comes to football community football in germany is there a hesitancy outside of the big clubs like scheiza bayern um, in trying to accommodate or, um, I guess, draw English-speaking supporters or supporters from other countries? I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, It's okay. My, my, my English is not, uh, not good enough. I, I don't really get it. I don't sure. really get the correct question. Um, so often for a lot of smaller German clubs, it's alles in Deutsch. Always. And you can't buy anything outside of Germany. Um, they will just, it's zero accommodations. It's, you get it in Germany. It's all in German. Now, yeah. I wonder, is that a cultural thing um, where they don't want to sell out the club? They don't want to sell out the, you know, the, the community sort of football community. Like, is it seen as selling out when you, when you switch to English or when you try to like sell overseas? Does that make uh. sense? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, and you ask which clubs do it, do this, or 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 um, or why Werder is Would not doing Bremen it? Consider this. Why hasn't Bremen fucking done this? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you you think that's maybe kind of um, um, yeah, like selling out mentality. You said like when you when you maybe do it, is it? Yeah, is mm. it? I I don't it's, know. You tell me. It's 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 hard to say. I, yeah. I I would I would say that the club so when I say the club Werder um, they already tried very early to to go abroad um, to go to different countries and to yeah to um, become more popular for for example in this in the 60s when when we became champion the first time in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah. the, the club the club made a travel to um, the team made a travel to New York and played games in, in the US so um, wow yeah so the, so the idea to um, yeah to go abroad to to yeah doing like adver advertising or however stuff um, it, it's not a new thing but um, it's it's not st still not a today it's not a big thing i i i would say not, not in bremen but i'm not sure how it how it's in, in in dortmund or in bayern maybe they do it in a different way i don't know yeah i just because i know that there's like a you know with it's such a personal thing the clubs and the community that i i wonder whether there is like this sort of hesitation to sell out to You know that it is considered selling out. You know by by making accommodations. But maybe I'm maybe that's just you know speculation on my part. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because okay. it feels like like it really feels like Bremen is losing out on a massive audience because they don't make the accommodations 
Um, uh-huh. You know, like super simple stuff. It's fucking 2023. Like I should be able to buy jerseys online with no issues, but uh-huh. it's, you know, damn near impossible. I should, you know yeah. what I mean? Like other such yeah. things. Okay. Um, but yeah, here we are. Right. So, so, so Anna, we're uh, asking you to fix all this, please. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So by next week, we'll have it solved, right? Yeah. If, if, uh, is that enough time to get it done by the weekend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. It's, okay. Uh... <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Anna, for coming on. We've got a few other things to get to yet today, uh, but we will post uh, those links. So for those of you listening uh, after the show is over on the podcast, uh, we are going to post those links on the Discord. We will find, like, I think we can already have. A- uh, right, but we can probably create a thread on the general yeah. so that it's all yeah. kind of in one spot so that it doesn't just get completely uh, ev- eviscerated by other chat that happens. Uh, but we'll try and build a build a spot for it so that it kind of lives there a little bit and uh, and we'll redirect people to so where they can find the information and how they can contribute uh, to your cause. Thanks so much, yeah. Anna, for coming on. Always a pleasure to have you. You are a blast <laughs> of fresh air. Um, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate listening to somebody uh, with some culture um, comparatively to what they have, have been subject to with Christian and myself. So thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank uh, you. I really yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you again yeah. for the invitation. And I hope uh, this all has sparked your interest. And uh, yeah, I, um, our initiative would be very happy if this action, the fundraising is shared um, by as many as possible on Twitter, Instagram Absolutely. and so on. And yeah, of course, we would be even happier if you also support us uh, financially. And yeah, like I said, thank you for inviting me to the show. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure's Anna, all thank ours. Thank you so Anna. much, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I've already sent some money. I highly suggest everybody <laughs> else do, even if it's five, ten dollars. Fucking yeah. every bit counts. This is a yeah. club we love, and this is you know a community that really fucking cares. So get your hands in your pockets. Okay. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks, buddy. thanks, Anna. Bye, bye. Ciao. Good night. All right, we're going to switch gears here real quick. Uh, we've got Paul on the line as well, who's going to give us a bit of an update from the Werder Frauen. Um, Paul, I guess, take it away. Give us uh, give us the nitty-gritty. How do you guys expect me to follow that? I, I, we don't. I feel... That's that's why I pulled you on, because there's no way Christian and I are going to follow it. So so wow. we'll just throw you under the bus is what we're going to do. Um... <laughs> Fair enough. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing okay, Paul. Thanks. I'm all right, pal. How about you? Yeah. Uh, doing great. How are your laces? <laughs> Dry. You know what? Thank you for reminding me. I have another pair of shoes I'm going to lace <laughs> while we talk. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you drifting or heard you drifting in and out of the uh, room. <laughs> it's because I'm going to put myself on mute this time. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, for those those of you listening, uh, Paul has been following uh, the ladies of Bremen here this season and is going to pop on every once in a while to give us an update on how they're doing just because it's part of the club and something we haven't followed before. And uh, we want to dedicate some time to keeping everybody updated on that. Uh, so, Paul, yeah, why don't you give us uh, it's been about a month or so. What's uh, what's all transpired and what uh, what's been going on? Yeah, so I think let's. Uh, the last time I was on um, it was just after the first match day. So um, in the Frauenliga, we are now five match days in. Um, so since that time, the ladies for Werder have gone. Let's see. They lost to Hoffenheim on match day two. 
Lost a close one to Freiburg's ladies on match day three. Had a resounding win over FC Köln on match day three. And drew SGS Essen on match day five. So right now we're sitting at two wins, two losses, one draw. Um, they're sitting comfortably at fifth in the Frauer Liga right now. So pretty good comparatively to our men's team. <laughs> I would say. Um, so yeah, I was just, I had some notes on each match. Um, they're difficult to watch, sadly, um, but um, I'll, I'll do what I can here. Um, so starting back with where we were in match day two, they lost to Hoffenheim, which granted, um, they're one of the better ladies teams right now in Germany. Um, uh, they... Fell behind in the 13th minute in that game to a goal from, uh, I made a note, last name is Kostler. I don't know enough about these these players quite yet. I'm still trying to kind of work that out. Um, they drew in the 70th minute, but lost after pressing in the 74th minute. And um, unfortunately lost that game 3-1 to one to Hoffenheim. Um, they played a really close match against Freiburg in match day three. Actually going ahead, uh, one of their defenders actually conceded a goal, own goal in the 61st minute, and they lost, sadly. But um, one thing that has been really encouraging is the team's ability to kind of keep things close and be competitive every match day. So as I've gone through the notes for each game, like these, the team, the ladies team is actually competing every week. And I think that's, that's something that's a real big positive right now. Um, I think the biggest note from the last few match days is match day four. Um, they had a home game against FC Kuhn. Um, that was actually played instead of at the uh, Veja Stadion Platz. Elf, which is where they usually play. That's where the uh, secondary like youth teams play, right. um, which has a capacity of 5,500. They played at the Vesa Stadion on match day four versus Cone, and they drew, um, let's see, they had 21,500 fans at that game and won 3-0. Yeah, I'd seen that there were some posts uh, that you had made about the the size of the crowd that had come out to watch them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so the pitch they usually play at, the uh, Veja Stadion Platz, actually only 5,500. So they basically drew 16,000 more fans for that win in one convincingly uh, against Cone, which very cool. I, I watched some of that game, and it was, yeah, they were all over them. Pretty... Pretty, um, pretty convincing, or pretty comprehensive defeat um, for Cologne there. For the ladies, I, I really thought they played a fantastic game. Like they were really all over them. Just and I don't know. There's a lot of really good signs coming forward. I think going forward. <laughs> Gepi was saying that the, the the Nuremberg newspaper after that match, uh, the headline was Das Bratwurst Fiasco, as in because they ran out of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be if you're used to at the most 5,500 fans, which is their normal capacity of their stadium. 
yes, that's uh, <laughs> that's a pretty big overturn. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the last match they played um, was versus SKS Essen. I don't know a lot about their club. Um, they've got a decent women's team, I believe. I think they're right around um, the finishing place as uh, Varda Ladies last year. Uh, and I think that was probably a missed opportunity. Um, they, The Varda Ladies came ahead in the 55th minute and gave up an equalizer in the 90th and got a draw there. But right now they're comfortably in fifth place. So they're on brand is what you're saying. <laughs> gave up a Fair tie enough, goal in but... the 90th minute. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Um, but at the same time, after five match days now, they're sitting at two wins, two draws, or two losses, one draw. Um, so they're at seventh place. They're fifth in the... A ladies league right now out of 12 teams so they're comfortably mid-table um one thing that i brought up on stats um their leading score was a their left back nina lurson last year who had five goals over the entirety of last season um their captain and midfielder lena hausica had two she already has four goals this season after five games wow um, so they scored 16 goals last season. They're already up to 11 this year. They conceded 39, and I think they're they've only conceded seven. So I think they're making some real strides, like overall, and they're yep. starting to incorporate some really young players that are looking really good. I think um, so far. I wish it was easier to watch the games over here in North North America, but it's sure. sadly not. Yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like they're making a, a, a good showing for themselves, and at least uh, it sounds like they're putting together some building blocks for, for future work. Uh, Salty asked um, how uh, – not, I'm not going to do that name justice. Nina Lewison. Lewison. Yeah, how Lewison. is she doing? She is, she is their best player, like, by far, aside from Hausika, I would say. Um, she has an incredible left foot. Like, um, she's a real threat from free kicks. Um, sadly, I think they will probably maybe lose her to a bigger club in Germany over the winter break, possibly maybe the summer, but, um, we'll see. Um, yeah, I can also go through kind of, it looks like I went through their lineups, um, and I was thinking going forward, I would maybe kind of do a player profile each time I come on so we can actually yeah. learn a little bit more. That'd be all right to highlight somebody. Yeah. Each time. Yeah, sir. So right now, like they've kind of settled into the same formation. They've got two strikers, five in the midfield, three in the back, pretty much like the men's team for the most part. Um, so they're going pretty young at the striker position uh, with Vidaur and Sternod. And then they're going with a kind of wingbacks of Nina Lursen and, um, hold on a second. I don't have all their names <laughs> memorized yet. Um, and then on the other side, they're going with uh, Kirana Han on the right wing and going with a midfield of uh, Lena Hausica, who's their captain, Ricarda Walkling, and 
see. Julianne Verts is generally their midfield, which has been really good. They're pretty young. Um, I think nobody is over 26 years old. Their strikers are 19 and 20. Um, and then they're going with a back line, a three ma- a three person back line of Sophie Vidauer, uh, Maya Sternod, and no wait, hold on, I got that wrong. Sorry guys, Han Nemeth, and kind of a mixture of other players right now. That's kind of where they're going. Um, like I said, I'd like to like do a profile every time yeah, I, I think- come on. Whenever. I think that would be, that, be really helpful. Uh, it looks like, uh, I was going to say, for, for the next go-around, you can do a little background homework for us. Uh, Salty asked about the goalkeeper competition. we got two national team goalkeepers. So if maybe next time you're out, if you want to profile uh, what's happening there and how that's looking, that would be good. Yeah, sure. It looks like um, so far this season they're going with Livia Peng, who is a Swiss international um, but I was really excited that they added Catalina Perez, um, who's a Colombian starter for their team right now. Um, she's got a lot more experience, but they've been going with Livia Penn more. She's, I think, 22 Swiss and very talented. So kind of interesting where that's going to go from here. Awesome. Well, uh, Paul, as always, appreciate having you on and bringing us up to speed. It sounds like, or it looks like there are a couple of folks that are interested in the work that you're doing there. So yeah, if you guys were, if you're able to get us a profile each time you're on, we're going to learn a little bit more about them and, uh, yeah, excited to hear where you take this. Yeah, sure. Uh, people can send me questions obviously in the discord, or, um, if you want to email me, my email is Paul period jh at gmail.com just send me an email and i'll look into it and if you need to know who he is on uh on discord currently i believe this is tight bod bowser so you'll have to 1000 until next <laughs> week when juan until next week when juan gets horny about something else yes. <laughs> all right well thanks for the call in paul appreciate it and we'll look forward to hearing you in a month's time or so yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah, take care, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Christian. All right, Christian, how do you feel with putting in some OT? Yeah, well, we're here. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had uh, we had a, um, an email or a message come in from a Scandinavian Christian that I wanted to get to. Nice. Uh, that might uh, he's always great to read. Uh, so for those of you that are sticking around, we're going to put in some OT. This will be a longer one. Uh, so brace yourself. Go get another drink. Uh, okay. So Christian writes, uh, it's been a while since I reached out. I guess that happens a lot for me. I still very much appreciate the podcast that you guys produce and parts of the last show hit some strings in me. Below are some thoughts that I immediately got and scribbled down during an available moment on a night shift. It's not very well formulated and feels like it's missing something profound, but I feel like sharing it because right now it feels like I if it feels like I will stay silent about Verter forever if I don't. I obviously would not, but it does feel like that. If it can be used for the show, then great. And if not, I'll just join the pile of spam already circulating on the web. (laughs) This is written before the weekend's match and might therefore have become less relevant by the time the podcast comes around. Here it goes. In the last podcast show, it was mentioned that the Verter bubble was getting more silent. I found myself nodding in agreement 
But at the same time, I realized something. I've also been getting more silent about Verter. This led me to reflect on my why. Uh, led me to reflect as to why. My conclusion? Apathy. Not to the games, uh, but before and after. It feels much, uh, it, it very much feels like the fan base and as a part uh, of that me is starting to get more and more numb to the whole situation. Werner have problems, big problems. There's no doubt that Ole Werner is part of the problem, but it's but to say that he's the only problem would be far too simplistic. Two years ago, we were relegated. Ole Werner wasn't the coach. In the, st in the start of the two Bundesliga season, we struggled. Ole Werner wasn't the coach. Should Ole Werner be the coach? In my opinion, no. But firing him isn't the whole solution. More, uh, more systemic things need to be changed. It seems like there's no overall plan from the sporting management for what our general playing philosophy should be. For example, when we were relegated, we hired Marcus Anfang, a coach known for playing with wingers and a questionable relationship with documentation, to, <laughs> to, to a coach without wingers and without intention uh, to coach a team, sorry, without wingers and without any intentions to sign any. When Florian Kohfeldt was in charge, it was very clear that we had a coach that preferred a system relying on a single playmaker roaming between attack and midfield. Everything was going to run through then Max Cruz. Uh, he left and did we sign a playmaker? No. It feels very much like the management likes the idea of something and goes for it before realizing the work it takes leading us to have coaches that don't fit the available squad. It very much feels like the club is at a crossroads and hesitating to make a decision. So let's take a look at a club we often use as an example for how things should be run. Freiburg. It's 2014 and Freiburg is coached by Christian Streich. Eight games into the season, the team stands at five points. Sound familiar? The team got their first win on match day 10. They finished the season on 34 points, enough for 17th place and relegation. Who was the coach the next season when the next season started? Christian Streich. Freiburg got promoted at the first time of asking. Since then, they have stayed in the league and gotten mixed but overall good placements on the table, all with the relegation coach Streich at the helm. There are obvious differences between Streich and Werner. The biggest one is the deep connection in history between Streich and Freiburg, uh, even before he became the first team coach. This is in no way trying to say that Werner should keep Werner at all cost, as st stated earlier. I believe that he isn't the right man for the job. As much as it pains me to admit mistakes, my opinion at the end of last season seems to be wrong and Dustin's seems to be right. It is, however, valid to look at what another club has done in, in a similar situation, not to copy, but to get perspective and reflect. Firing the coach alone will not solve Werder's problems long term. It may, however, be a part of the solution where every aspect of how the club is run is being reevaluated. Should Ole Werner be fired? I think so, but I'm not certain. Do I think it'll fix our situation? No, I don't. We need much more than that. And that is from Scandinavian Christian. Your thoughts on that, Christian, as you reflect on it? If you're, if I can pull you away from your shoelaces. Wrong, doing dishes. Um, because it was really well. <laughs> it was, uh, it was honestly, it was a really, really well written letter. It was thoughtful. It was succinct. Um, and and honestly, while you were reading it, it made me uh, genuinely appreciate a 
our community, B, the team that we fucking love, but also makes us crazy. And the fact that um, we do care so much about our club um, that, you know, people like Christian will write in and tell us, you know, uh, an in-depth, in-depth analysis. Um, no, I think he's 110% right. Like, uh, you know, the rot starts at the top. And it's one thing I think we've all been fairly consistent about. Um, and yet there seems to be a blind eye turned towards it. Uh, the question is, how much longer will that last? Is it? Is it? Will it continue to last? Um, yeah, no, It's it was a great, great letter. Um, and well, I, I we, think he's 100% right. We've reflected on it often enough that one of Verter's uh, the, one of the, the nice things about it, and it's it's a double-edged sword. Uh, like any strength uh, or personality type, there are things that you can excel at. And then, of course, that same thing that makes you strong in an area also becomes your Achilles heel. Um, yeah. And that is what they would call the Verter way uh, or the Verter family. And yeah. what we see with this Verter family is an incredibly tight-knit community. People that know everybody, you know, everybody knows everybody. Right. And, 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 you know, it, it, it's this incredible community that surrounds the club. And you feel that even though we're ocean away, you feel it. The problem therein also becomes the type of talent that they choose to place in positions of authority. And Frank Bauman is that fly in the ointment for me, um, in, yeah. in which he had no qualifications for the job outside of being uh, a, a Verter star. Yeah. yeah. And, and Fritz, the same thing. Uh, did I like Fritz as a right back? Yes, I, I really did. In fact, I had just about thought about getting a jersey with his name on when he retired because I really appreciated the heart and soul that he brought to that mm -hmm. team in some of the toughest years uh, that we that we faced. Uh, but as a head of scouting, uh, as Fuck. a guy that oversees our our um, our budding talent and other uh, the lone players, as somebody now that is like. Uh, part of the the negotiating process and looking to take over Frank Bauman's position. Why I don't Ugh. understand why he's there. I I just don't. yeah. And and that nepotism nepotism well, is why. And he's that there. is the 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 weak sauce of yeah. of, of what is a very cool um, attribute of Verter uh, of the Verter community, which is that family uh, aspect, yeah. right? And, and honestly, to 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 Scandinavian Christian's point, I would agree that it's so much bigger than Ole Werner. Uh, but I think yeah. most of us admittedly look at the situation and say, the family dynamic will not change. So yeah. what can we change now within that? Yeah. Right. It, it hurts to say that Bauman Fritz, they are going to happen again, different names, yeah. the same sort of thing is going to happen again because it's been happening for 30 years. Right. So what within that system can we change? And at this point in time, yeah, Ole Werner is is what can be changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Der Fisch stinkt uh, yeah. from von den Kopf. Uh, von außen dem Kopf. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and I mean... Or yeah, there here I'm just typing it into my uh my my Google Translate. <laughs> Der Fisch stinkt vom Kopf her. So I mean, but we've known this. Even the board. I, I can remember years ago talking about how dysfunctional the board was. You yeah. know? Um, so it even goes past Bauman and Fritz. 
Uh, and what does it take for this to, you know, I mean, I, I loathe to think that the the team dissolves. And at that point, they say, well, fuck, we probably should have got those guys out of there. Um, you know, like how, how much longer do we need to struggle and watch that? And it's tough. It's kind of like, oh, I mean. It's also a system. It's also a system that has brought success, which is why yeah. it remains in place, right? In place. But I mean. Let's what what success recently? Not recent, no. No, which is why it 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 doesn't really work. You know what I mean? If we were still seeing bits and pieces of success, um, then sure, we haven't seen success in almost twenty years. You know, like it's just not. It, well, now so we've just redefined. Now we just redefined success. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Staying just, in the league is now beat success. Union Berlin two nothing. Yeah. <laughs> success. Yeah. So. Just keep lowering that bar, folks. Success comes yeah. much easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. All right, so well, I don't know. I'm. It's tough because if we if we you know it almost sucks the joy out of watching the team. Um, so you have to watch the game, you know, find, find those little moments of bliss. Uh, but then it still creeps in, in some capacity because I think as Christian said, you know, um, it's, it, you can't really ignore it after a while because it's just always present. It's the elephant in the room, you well, know, the, and if it wasn't scary. affecting how shit looked on the field, you probably wouldn't care, but is it does. It really does. The scary part about apathy is that is when your fan base starts to crumble. And yeah. and that is when I mentioned last week that things were getting awfully quiet. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't alluding to apathy. So that's, that's a new thing. Um, but that, that may very well be affecting a lot of fans. Um, I mean, I've watched our listener numbers go down this season progressively uh, because sure. people are becoming apathetic with the team. And that sure. is, that is typically how, how it goes. Um, there's the hardcore fans. You'll never lose them. Um, but especially in the North American market or, or English speaking market. And you alluded to this with some of the questions that you had for Anna. Um, if if you already don't get content in your language, if there is no content that's going to be made available in your language, if, if every step of trying to follow a team, uh, is kind of fraught with some difficulty and then they put out this lackluster product over a long period of time, Apathy does set in and you begin to shed away that potential fan base. Um, sure. And and because you go as a fan, when, t- when teams are losing, you go from you go from three stages. I'm all in for the team. I'm all in for the team. They keep losing. The next stage you get to is I hope they lose so bad that everybody sees how terrible the situation is. And we've been there as a group here already. I want them mm-hmm. to lose 10 nothing so that they just fire the coach and something changes, yeah. right? You actually begin asking for ill will against your club just so that something gets yeah. shaken up. And the third stage is when you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I'm out. Right. I just, I yeah. don't care. I went through that and I know this isn't a Toronto FC podcast, but that that's how my <laughs> season was this year with that team. Yeah. Um, you just eventually stopped caring. I, yeah. I, I mean, and I like, I've been a season ticket holder since day one, 2007 um, I still am going to renew my tickets next year, but I, I, for the first time in my, what, how many years, 2007, 16 year, 16 years of supporting that club. I think I maybe went to 10 games this season out of all wow, the home man. games, which is like fucking nothing. Like I just straight up knew that I wasn't going 
I just, I, after a certain point, I was like, fuck it, I'll sell these tickets. I don't give a shit. I think we won four games this season. So that sort of gives an indication as the sort of product that was on the field. Now, we're not at that point with Bremen, but, yeah. I mean, when you get to that point, it's absolutely possible. Like, think of that that relegation season, you know? Um, and yeah. that's I think that's kind of... Kind of a tough one because it was during pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so people had a lot more time on their hands. And it was, uh, if you were a casual, it was exciting. For those of us that are not casual, it was absolutely <laughs> fucking horrible. And then yeah. and then the Bundesliga Spy was, was kind of exciting because we're just like, fuck it, we're down here. But then all of a sudden we started winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're casual, wow, that's great. For the rest of us, it was like, God damn, this fucking club, are you kidding me? You know? <laughs> well, well I, uh, I appreciate the letter there, Christian. If you guys want to send stuff yeah. like that in to me, by all means, uh, send it in. Uh, always happy to, to read it on air if, uh, you know, if it's sufficiently, uh, you know, upper crust. Um, you know, <laughs> we only have the best talent on this program. Uh, okay, Christian, real quick, we got four questions for you. Then I'm going to go through the verdict sure. contest, and we are gone for the weekend. First one. Okay. Bet on it or against it. Dinchy finishes the season with more goals, currently five, than our leading scorer. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to score more goals than Dutch. Absolutely. Well, that'll be his primary competitor, yeah. Absolutely. Because Dutch is the only striker that's going to be starting consistently for this fucking club. And we both know that he's not going to score fucking goals every game. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if Ding Shi had like nine or ten goals by the end of the season. You need you need to read some Deichstuba articles there. Uh, you may have missed it, but Duke sent a very strong signal to fans like you after he scored his goal. <laughs> he told you to shut up, is what he did. Wow! All right, right. put your fucking money where your mouth is there, pal. <laughs> I, I will shut up when you fucking score those goals. <laughs> suck my fucking dick otherwise <laughs> all right bet on it or against it zeti will uh Zetterer will get at least seven starts in net this season that's ooh, a... ooh! i wish you know what i wish i don't think it will happen um because you know we know that ole has his guys i mean coaches tend to in general but ole has his guys um and Pavlenka, I think unfortunately, well, like Pavlenka's all right, but I, I'm really liking Zeddy a lot lately. He's been looking great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's gonna get seven starts unless there's more injuries. I I sadly would bet against this as well. Yeah, yeah I I want to see him. I want to see yeah. more of him. I want to know what we have in the bag at this point Absolutely. in time because yeah. he's definitely not making us worse. No, no, right, hundred percent. I don't feel nervous. Uh, with him out there. All right. A uh, couple of questions. I have to, as a prefix, this is from Juan. So, <laughs> and I'm only going to, and I'm only going to ask one of these. <laughs> Would you rather sexy Yoshi or sexy toad? Um, I think I kind of, you know what? I'm going to go with sexy toad. Uh, Cause I, I admittedly, not all the time, but I've got to, I've got, 
Short and curvy is is usually how I like them. So, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Toad fits that category. Short and curvy and not dinosaur like. That's right. Yeah, not a reptile of some some sort. Uh, all right, I folks. Prefer, uh, prefer a moldy. I'm gonna run down the. Uh, the leaderboard here for the Verter contest. Be sure to get your picks in. We'll make this uh, somewhat quick. Dirt 13 continues to lead the pack. Dr. Tim, Mark. Uh, Dr. Tim is second with 14. On 13 points in third place, we've got Mark, Geppy, Trent. Uh, with 12 points is Aaron Spivey. With 10 points, King Ian, myself, uh, Cacophony, or Tight Bod Bowser. Liam, <laughs> Christian, you're at 10 points now. Congratulations. Woo! With Let's eight go. points is Sooner. And then running down the rest of the board, 14th to last is, in order, Brian, Matt, Dustin, Mohammed, Condre, Verter VK, Juan, and Verter Wenger. So there it is. There you have it. And uh, I think, oh, yeah, Sooner did send me a lock here, for those of you that give a crap. he, uh, he He's going <laughs> to try and ruin our show one way or another. So here it is. <laughs> So this this week, uh, Wolfsburg, we're playing as Wolfsburg next weekend. But this week, they play Leipzig in the Pokal. And they had a rough outing against Augsburg, losing 3-2. to two. There's also a decent chance that Stark could be back. So he, he said, going for a Werder win or tie served me well last weekend. And I'm going to do that again. It is a plus 120 on DraftKings. This show brought to you by DraftKings. And it is my... <laughs> Lock of the week. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. Of the day. <laughs> yeah, as so as King Ian says, please please bet responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> like his one dollar bets that he puts out there. Yeah, yeah. He's out of control, man. I'm really worried about him. <laughs> How am I gonna park my car this week? <laughs> all right well uh, that'll do it for the show a uh, half an hour of extra for you guys and all that happens in front of the paywall because no one would join us after the paywall um <laughs> just, <laughs> so i want to thank everybody that was listening live thanks to everybody that uh, subscribes to the podcast honestly you're the reason that we do it because uh, there's plenty of weeks where Christian and I would probably like to do something different given the outcomes of some of these games. Uh, today was a little bit easier. <laughs> and a, a big thank you to Anna for coming on uh, and yeah. to Paul for giving us an update. Absolutely. And yeah, honestly, it was, a, it was a great show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Christian, any thoughts, things that we missed? No, no, I think we got them all. Appreciate there. everybody that listens and, and, you know, everybody that supports the club. Except for maybe Estvar. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love you all. We'll see you next weekend. Take care. Besitos. Bye.